how your past week has been. You know, there's some weeks things are smooth sailing, it's easy. You just sail through, you have things to do, you do them, and it's all fine. And then there are some weeks where there's just so much of pressure. Things are so intense. And that's the kind of week I just had. And uh, things were really intense. There's so much that needed to be done on the business side. And then, of course, the church side always has things to be done in the ministry and all of that. And uh, so all these pressing through big things, so much needed to be done all in one week. And uh, then along with that, we had Amy's dad and a pastor visiting with us from Malaysia. And so that was, that, was, that was good, but it was all happening at the same time. And then my dad had to be admitted in the hospital on Tuesday. It discharged on Friday. And all of this just coming together at the same time in one week. And by the time Tuesday came, I was like, God, I'm ready to quit. You know, can I send my resignation? Can I just disappear somewhere? I mean, the pressure was so much, mainly from the work side, the, the things that needed to be done. And so the pressure was so much. And I was like, God, I'm, am I doing this right? Am I, am I really supposed to be doing all this? And so the pressure was really intense. It was one of those weeks when it wasn't smooth sailing. Right? So, Monday morning, as soon as I wake up, I just put my feet on the ground. I usually kind of, as soon as I wake up, I turn my mind towards the Lord. and just praying, talking to God. And my feet is on the ground. The Lord speaks. Now, when I say the Lord speaks, don't think, you know, there's some big thunderous voice. The heavens depart, open up, and there's a voice coming. It's not like that. When God speaks, many times it's just a voice. It's just a word. And they're just two words that they're just, God just brought to my heart. He simply said, be strong. Be strong. That was it. Be strong. And it was, I know, all these things happened. God, how am I going to handle all this? My mind was thinking, there was so much pressure on the work side and ministry things. All had to be done. And I was like, God, is, should I continue? How long can I continue like this? What is all this about, God? And God was saying, be strong. And usually when God speaks my reaction is immediately go to the scriptures, hook it up with everything God is saying. So my mind quickly raced to Joshua chapter 1. And uh, in Joshua chapter 1, God is speaking to Joshua. He says, you know, Moses, my servant, is dead. So arise. I want you to lead these people into the promised land, the land that I want to give to them. And three times he tells Joshua, be strong. So if you have your Bibles, let's go to Joshua chapter 1, verses 6, 7, and 9. In Joshua chapter 1, verses 6, 7, and 9. And so as I uh, mind raced to that passage and looking at it and then went to Ephesians 6 and some other couple other places, God is saying, be strong, be strong, be strong. I just allowed that to settle into my heart. Those two words, be strong. Just allow that to soak in. And then Thursday morning, I was saying, God, you know, thank you for these words. Powerful. Should I also go and share it with the church? Because, you know, we already have planned to do a series starting today on inner wholeness. And, you know, I've informed everybody this is what we're going to do. So we've got to plan a few weeks. Typically, we plan, plan a few weeks in advance. So everybody knows what's happening. I mean, the team that's involved. So then Thursday morning, I sent an email out to the worship leaders and pastors saying, look, change. Sunday morning message different, it's going to be, be strong. Joshua chapter 1, verses 6, 7, and 9, God says to Joshua, be strong and of a good courage, for to this people you will divide as an inheritance 
the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Verse 7. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. And verse 9. Have I not commanded you be strong and of a good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Three times God is speaking to Joshua and he's saying, be strong. Because you're going to divide this land and give it as an inheritance to my chosen people. And then again he speaks and says, be strong. Don't deviate from my word. Don't turn from it to the right hand or to the left. And then just in case you didn't get to the first time or the second time, I'm repeating it one more time. Be strong and courageous. Don't let fear or discouragement overwhelm you because I, the Lord your God, am with you. Amen. Now that word Hebrew, be strong, has three different connotations. First, it simply means to be very courageous, to be bold. Be strong. God is saying be courageous. But it also means to seize, to to get a grip and not let go. To hold on tightly. Be strong. Don't let go of this thing that you're holding on to. Get a grip. Don't let go. Seize it. Be strong also means to continue in what you've started. Be constant. Be steadfast. Keep going. Don't quit. Amen. Now there are three areas that God is addressing as he's speaking to Joshua and giving him three times. He says, be strong, be strong, be strong. The first time, verse 6, he says, be strong. Why? Because I've got a mandate on your life. I've got an assignment for you to do. I've got a mission for your life. Because you are going to divide this land as an inheritance for my people. So I want you to be strong. Amen. Be strong. Because there's a mandate on your life. Each one of us sitting here this morning, we must know that there's a call of God on our lives. God's got an assignment for you. He's got a mission for you. He's got a call, a mandate. Use whatever term you want. There's a purpose for your life. None of us are an accident waiting to happen. We are divine assignments released on earth. Amen. There's a mandate. There's a call. I like to put it this way. God has places he wants you to go. He has people he wants you to meet. He has things he wants you to do. He has lives he wants you to touch. He has nations he wants you to take. And he has devils he wants you to cast out. Amen. There's a call on your life. And so God says, be strong. Because there's an assignment that I have for you. You know, there is nothing wrong about God. He is all-powerful. And yet, Him being all-powerful, He turns around to you and me and says, Look, I'm counting on you. I need you to be strong to get this done. Amen. I need you to be strong. Because I have something to fulfill on the earth. Now, if you and I quit, God is not going to be defeated. He's all-powerful. But there will be something unfinished in our lives. Then there will be an unfulfilled call, an unaccomplished mission in our lives if we quit. Amen. So be strong. Why? Because I've got a mandate on your life. I've got a call for you. I've got something for you to accomplish here on earth. Be strong. The second time in verse 7 when God tells Joshua, be strong. Because I want you to observe everything I've commanded you. Don't turn from it to the right hand or to the left so that you will prosper. And what you're setting out to do. Second reason, be strong so that you take a hold of my word. 
So second thing in verse 7, God says, Joshua, be strong. Because I want you to stick to my word. In life, we will always have invitations to deviate from the word of God. There will always be opportunities to compromise. Just a little this way from the word. Or a little that way from the word. Because it's going to be easier if you just make a slight adjustment. If you will accommodate a little compromise, it will make life easier for you. So just a little deviation from the word. But God tells Joshua, Joshua, I need you to be strong and hold on to my word. Don't go away from my word either to the right or to the left. Stay with my word. And if you'll do that, you will prosper. Be strong so that you can stay with my word. Be very courageous. And then in verse 9, the third time God says, Joshua, be strong. He says, because I don't want you to be overwhelmed, overtaken with fear. Or discouragement. In life there will be always opportunities. For fear to dominate us. For discouragement to set in. For, for various reasons. It can easily come and get a grip of us. But God says be strong. Don't let fear overwhelm you. Don't let discouragement come on you. Be strong. I am with you. Amen. So this morning. If you will just open up your heart. And allow that, those two words just to come in. Receive that. Be strong. Be strong. Is what God is speaking. In whatever circumstance, whatever situation, be strong. Amen. Now what could cause us to weaken? What could cause us to be afraid? What could cause us to withdraw and allow fear to dominate us? One common reason is because of our circumstances. You know, things around us may not be very good. They may not be very encouraging. They could be very difficult. You've got mountains before you, or you've got dark valleys you've got to walk through, difficulties, challenges, pressure, responsibilities, the weight of it all, circumstances coming on you. And in the middle of that, God wants us to be strong. Amen? Now, here's the important thing. When, when God is saying, be strong, He's not telling us just to psych ourselves up and, you know, come into some emotional state where we, you know, just pretend uh, these things are not there. And so we think we are strong. That's not what the word of God means. When God says be strong, it means that we are drawing strength from God. Because He is the strength of our lives. Amen. Ephesians 6 and verse 10 says this. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Be strong in the Lord, not be strong in yourself. Not be strong by just psyching yourself up and saying, I can do it a thousand times. I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. You know. That's not what God is saying. He's telling us be strong. He says, be strong in the Lord. Drawing His strength into your life in the power of His mind. His power becomes part of you. And so you are strong in the Lord because of Him. Amen. So even in the middle of adverse circumstances, you and I can learn to be strong. Zechariah chapter 8, verses 9 through 13. God is speaking to His people. He says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Let your hands be strong. You who have been hearing in these days, these words by the mouth of the prophets, who spoke in the day the foundation was laid, for the house of the Lord of hosts, that the temple might be built. For before these days, there were no wages for man or any hire for beast. There was no peace from the enemy for whoever went out or came, came in. 
For I set all men everywhere, everyone against his neighbor. But now I will not treat the remnant of this people as in the former days, says the Lord of hosts. For the seed will be prosperous, the wine will give its fruit, the ground will give her increase, and the heaven will give their dew. I will cause the remnant of this people to possess all these. And it will come to pass that just as you were a curse among the nations, the house of Judah and house of Israel, so I will save you, and you shall be a blessing. Do not fear, let your hands be strong. Twice in verse 9 and again in verse 13, God says, let your hands be strong. But under what conditions? The people of Israel have just been sent back to Jerusalem that's, that was destroyed now. Sent back to rebuild the temple. And as they, they have a mandate from God, go rebuild the temple. A heavenly assignment. But as they go about to fulfill that assignment, they face a lot of difficulty. People don't have jobs. No one is there for hire. And there's no peace. Whoever goes out, comes in, doesn't know they come back alive. There's no peace. There's unemployment. Economic conditions are not very good. And in the middle of that, God has commissioned his people, build my temple or rebuild my temple. And then there is opposition. People trying to hinder the work of rebuilding the temple. But here come the prophets of God and saying, God is saying, rebuild this temple. God is saying, rebuild the temple. And in the middle of that, God sends his encouragement. Listen. I understand your circumstance, but now I'm going to release prosperity into your midst. I'm going to turn these circumstances around. But here's what I want you to do. You will be a blessing. Fear not. Let your hands be strong. Amen. You are going to be a blessing. Don't be afraid. But I need you to be strong down there on earth. I'm going to intervene. I'm going to come through. But I need you to be strong. Amen. I remember many, many years ago. We're part of the Methodist Church. We are part of the Richmond Town Methodist Church. And this is kind of, I just got saved. And this was a New Year's time. And I think it was 1981 or 1982. I don't remember exactly. Now, this was the first time, first New Year that was really meaningful for me. Because they were going to pass out the promise cards. That was a very special event. New Year's Eve. This is the word of God for me for that year. Right? So they're passing out the promise cards. You're sitting there in midnight service. Oh, God, speak to me. Now, of course, you know, uh, we've gone past that. We know the whole Bible is applicable 365 days of the year. Amen? But at that time, that was the level of faith. That's where we were at. I said, God, when the, when the tray comes, I'm going to put my hand in and pick out a promised card. And that's the worst for me for that year. And as I'm waiting for the tray to come, I put my hand in, pick the card out. And there it says, you shall be a blessing. Fear not. Let your hands be strong. And I haven't forgotten that verse since then. Amen. God is assuring you. You're going to be a blessing. But here's what I'm asking you to do. Don't be afraid. Just be strong. Let your hands be strong. Get to work. Get on your assignments. Put your hands to the plow. Keep working. Be strong. You are going to be a blessing. Amen. Don't let the difficulties, the circumstances, the economic conditions, the dangerous situations, let none of them discourage you, cause you to be afraid. Fear not. You will be a blessing. But let your hands be strong. Another reason why you and I sometimes get intimidated is just because of the magnitude of the call, because of the, the challenge might be too great, might be too big, you know. The call of God, the assignment, on the one hand, is so exciting. You feel all excited. Wow, 
God wants me to do this for him, for his kingdom. And yet, the call of God sometimes can be very, very intimidating. Because you say, God, you mean little old me has to do that big task. You have called me to fulfill that assignment, God. That's what you want me to do, these dreams. It's nice, it's exciting to dream the dream. But God, to go out and fulfill it can be very intimidating, very challenging. And then you set out on that assignment and the first few steps you take, you begin to face adversity. You begin to face difficulties, challenges. And you begin to wonder, God, will I be ever, ever be able to fulfill that assignment that you have for me? Will I be, ever be able to rise up to the call and fulfill that? Is it ever going to happen, God? Why? Look at all the problems I'm facing. But here's what God says in Proverbs 24, verse 10. He says, if you faint, in the day of adversity, then your strength is too small. Just because you face some difficulty, just because if you're facing some challenges, some adverse circumstances, if you're ready to give up, God says, listen, your strength is too small. I need you to get some strength. Face the challenge. Go through it. Don't faint in the day of adversity. I think Jeremiah was a man just like you and me. He had this wonderful call to be a prophet. God said, you know, Jeremiah... You know, I will put my word in your mouth. And when you speak my word, nations will shake and nations will tremble. You'll be able to pull down, cast down, tear down and build up. Wonderful promise. A prophet to the nations. So he goes about prophesying and the people don't respond. So finally in chapter 12 he says, God, just get rid of all of them. I'll finish my calling. I can come home. Be easy. Just get rid of all these people. They're not listening to anything I'm telling them. You know what God speaks to Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 12 and verse 5. He says, Jeremiah, if you have walked with footmen and they are wearied you, how then can you run with the horses? And if you in the land of peace, they have wearied you, how, what will you do in the plains of Jordan? I mean, he's saying, Jeremiah, look, all you're doing right now is just walking with footmen. I've got some bigger things ahead of you. I want you to run with the horses. But if, if the footmen are wearying you, what are you going to do? When, you go to, when I want you to run with the horses. Jeremiah, if in your own land, the people are tiring you out. How are you going to take it when you've got to go down to the plains of Jordan where the rivers overflow and, and all kinds of things happen? How are you going to take it? So don't let that adversity that you're facing as you're moving towards the call and whatever God's calling you to do, don't let the difficulties intimidate you and rob you of your assignment. Amen. Keep going. Be strong. Be strong. Now, how do we receive strength? As we said earlier, our strength comes from the Lord. It's not just something about we psyching ourselves up and, you know, trying to convince ourselves, I can do it. Put the Nike logo everywhere. Just remind yourself, just do it, you know. I mean, it's not that. Got a Nike wristband. Why do you wear it? But just do it, you know. It reminds me, just do it, you know. I mean, that's not what you're talking about. You know, when we say be strong, we must learn to draw our strength from God. Because he is the source of our strength. So how do we do it? Just want to talk a little bit about that. Our strength comes as we know our God. Because the Bible does say, Daniel 11.32, the people who know their God will be strong and do exploits. The people who know their God will be strong and do exploits. So in the middle of a situation where you feel like quitting, where you feel like God... Here's my resignation. I'll meet you in heaven. Where you want to give up, be still and know your God. 
be still and know your God. Because in knowing God, you receive strength. The people who know their God will be strong and do exploits. The same thing God told Joshua. Joshua, you know, Joshua 1.9, be strong and very courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Why? Because I, the Lord your God, am with you. I'm with you, Joshua. So be strong. Know your God. Do you know your God? Do you know who he is? He is so wise. He cannot make a mistake. Even when you feel everything is going wrong. He is so good. He cannot do you wrong. Even when you ask, why me, Lord? Why did this happen to me? He is so strong. He will not let you down. Even when you feel like you're ready to give up with no more strength to carry on. He is so faithful. He will not abandon you. He is so compassionate. He will not harm you. He is so believing. He still sees good in you. He is so bountiful. He withholds nothing good from you. He is all-knowing. He sees the end from the beginning. Even when you and I have no idea what's going to happen next. He's unchanging. You can count on him. Do you know your God? And in moments like this when you want to give up and you feel the pressure, when you just pause and just know your God, be still and know who God is, it brings strength into your life. Amen? And there are some things about God that we kind of struggle with. For, for instance, He is so patient. He's never in a hurry. And you and I always want it done now. He is so infinite. He knows everything. But He always doesn't tell us everything. We want, it, we want to have it all figured out. How is it going to happen? When, where, and how? Why, and etc. We need to just trust in Him that God knows. He is infinite. He knows how things are going to work out. And here's an amazing thing about God. He is so sovereign that He's not, he, and He's so secure in His sovereignty that He's not afraid to appear unsovereign and include you and me in the plan and says, hey, if it's going to work out, we're going to do it together. Amen. He's included you and me in the plan. There's a high percent, a high chance now of the plan failing because he included you and me in it. But yet God is so secure in his sovereignty. He's saying, come on, be a part of my plan. Only one request, be strong. Just be strong. The point is, even if you fail, God will not be defeated. He is so secure in his sovereignty. But yet, as sovereign as he is, he's included feeble, mortal people like you and me into the plan. Where so many things depend on you and me being strong. Amen. But that's how secure God is. In Him. In His own sovereignty. And this is something you and I struggle with. Because we like to say, God is so sovereign, He will do it all. No, God says, I am so sovereign, I need you in my plan. We like to take no responsibility. God says, I'm so sovereign, I'd like you to take some responsibility. You be strong. You get the job done. I'll give you my anointing. I'll give you authority. I'll give you everything you want. Get it done. Even if you fail, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't affect me. I'm still God. He's sovereign. But he's included you and me in the plan. Amen. And so God speaks to you and me and he says, be strong. Know that I'm God. Know that I am the Lord. My eyes, Second Chronicles 16.9, my eyes run to and fro throughout the whole earth. And I will show myself strong on the behalf of those whose heart is devoted to me. That's the God we serve. Know your God. His eyes are on you. Amen. Now, how do we draw strength from this God for whom we, we know? The Bible tells us as we wait upon Him, we renew our strength. 
Isaiah 30:15 it says in returning and rest you will be saved in quietness and in confidence will be your strength in quietness and confidence you know you need those selah moments you need those moments when you just quieten yourself down and say okay god i will be still and know that you are god in quietness and confidence you will have strength amen strength also comes from the word of god in Deuteronomy 11th chapter 8 verse God speaks to his people and he says I have given you my commandments so that you may be strong and go in and possess the land that I promised for you I've given you my word so that you can be strong my word will strengthen you God's word is source of our strength what I want to challenge you and me is to develop the ability to hear the now word from God that is in the middle of a situation you and I need to be able to receive what God is saying now in that situation. Because that now word, the word that God speaks to you, can just give you all the strength, all the encouragement that you need to keep pressing on. Amen. Those two words, be strong, that just came Wednesday morning, just came in, into my heart. Just give me enough strength just to keep going. Just get it all done. Go after it. The things that I had to finish, go after it. Get it done. Not give up. And now words. Think about David in 1 Samuel, the 30th chapter. David and his army, they had lost everything. The enemies had come in. They had taken everything away. All gone. And it's a, it a moment of intense discouragement. The soldiers in David's army had already given up. So much so that they wanted to stone David for being a bad leader. And bringing them into a situation like this. What did David do? Remarkable. The Bible says David encouraged himself in God. And then he went to God and said, God, what are you telling me in this moment of trial? What are you saying? And God speaks to David and says, David, I want you to go and pursue them because I'm going to help you recover everything. A now word from God. Strengthened David. He went out, changed the enemies, recovered it all. Amen. Learn to receive a now word from God. In the middle of your situation, what is God telling you? Tune in to heaven and say, God, I need a word from you. Because that word will strengthen me. That word will give me the courage, the strength, the energy I need to be strong and keep pressing on. Tune in to heaven. Amen. Finally, the assignment itself gives you the strength to press on. Knowing that this, what you're doing in life, is not something of your own initiation. It's not something of your own pursuit. But you are on a heavenly mandate that gives you the courage and strength. To keep going on. Amen. Now what amazed me as I get ready to conclude. What amazed me in this, whole, in this whole experience is this. God speaking and saying. I need you to be strong. I don't want you to quit. I don't want you to give up. I need you to be strong. It doesn't affect who God is. He is all powerful. He's omnipotent. But he needs you on earth to be strong. You don't quit. You don't give up. Amen. You be strong in the Lord. Because there's a mandate on your life. You be strong in the Lord. Do not deviate from His word. You be strong in the Lord. Do not allow fear and discouragement to set in. Because God is with you. Amen. Be strong in the Lord. And in the power that comes from His might. Be strong in Fulfill your assignment. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. 
you can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also, visit our website www.apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.